has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Book Show, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. I got fire on this episode because you're going to hear me in an interview I did at KBLA with the backstory with Michelle Duffy, and it turned into a semi-debate about the booster shot and the history of why black people don't trust the medical profession. Also have an interview with Secret Weapons Beauty Tips. Followed by that, you're going to hear my book review, Black Family Guide to College Admissions by Timothy Fields and Shereen Brown. And last but not least, I'm going to talk about Malik Book's upcoming events. So enjoy my new episode, Trust is Earned, Not Given. Malik, during the pandemic, if I'm correct, you had a call from Ellen. Yes, Is that I did. Correct? Talk to us yes, about yes. Ellen calling you. <laughs> yeah, that, Ellen's that was... DeGeneres, y'all. I'm talking about Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> from the Ellen yeah, Show. Yeah, that was a shocker, too. Yes. We didn't even, we thought we was going on the Ellen tube. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they called us over a series of time and, uh-huh. you know, and got background. That's what you like your show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and finally, they, they um, I guess, accepted us as a candidate. But we wasn't sh- we didn't know we was going on the Ellen show. Mm-hmm. We thought that we were uh, selected for the Ellen tool once we progressed towards doing the taping. Mm-hmm. And it was a quite shock. It was a quite su- a surprise. And, you know, to be on the Ellen show during that time, it was very helpful. It was very grateful. And uh, did that impact sales? Did it turn it, things around for well, you? Absolutely. Because. Um, we received, a, you know, our website, MalikBooks.com. People, you know, started purchasing from us who didn't know anything about us. Yeah. You know, Malik Books got an active website, MalikBooks.com. We ship nationwide, so they didn't know nothing about that. So we received sales from that. We also received a huge donation from the Ellen Show, $15,000. <laughs> so that blew us away. Yeah. And uh, we just was immensely happy about you know, people give it, you know, paying it forward, yeah. reaching out to local businesses and, and people in the community and helping them, giving them a leg up during that time. I mean, that was an opportunity during that time to, to see who and what you are as an organization, mm-hmm. as a company and as people. And a lot of people were very generous in giving. I can't, you know, speak, you know, more highly and appreciative about the people who gen- gave so much love and wow. generosity during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so we're thankful because without them Malik books don't exist so we're grateful very grateful speaking of people <laughs> and in particular black folk I want to ask you Dr. Naina were you surprised by how we were gravely impacted by how black people were gravely impacted by the, uh, the pandemic compared to um, other races and ethnicities No, I'd like to say I was surprised, but given that we knew pretty early on that it affected people with diabetes, heart disease, uh, you know, these other obesity, as we learned over time, that more than other groups, it was quite clear that we were going to be affected more if we got sick. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, given the types of jobs that we're more likely to have, more likely to be in service industries, more likely to be in industries where we're facing, you know, have a lot of public contact, um, it didn't surprise me at all. Mm. And it's one of the devastating things. Again, you know, we started out with people coming back from cruise ships, traveling. So it started out with people with more resources. But oftentimes we see this pattern where it starts, then it ends up in our community. What did you learn as an epidemiologist? What did you learn from this experience? What are you learning as you're in the middle of it? that you maybe didn't expect to learn? I think a lot of people yeah, come more you. health conscious. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, because of the comorbidities, I think a lot of people are addressing, um, we get people all the time, they looking for health books, books to change their diet, mm-hmm. to change their lifestyle, because you know those comorbidities is what we put in our mouth most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And so eating them with your sugar, the salts, the carb, I mean, I'm sorry, the processed foods, all of those things over a period of time is giving us those comorbidities. So as a result, I think that it was a lesson to be learned because now we see that you are what you eat. So a lot of people. And haven't you know, we been hearing that for the longest time? All our lives. Yeah, that is a very lives. hard thing to, to follow on a consistent basis, yeah. at mm-hmm. least for some of us, yeah. for some people, period. We're hearing that more boosters are needed, more yeah. vaccines are needed. Can you talk to us about who really, really needs a booster and who doesn't? And does that, or do you think everybody should? I think just about everybody should. There's very few people. Now, if you've already had one, you recommend we keep getting them, or you recommend everybody get at least one. What? Where we? Well, it's humbling to know that only about 35 percent of people even have that first booster, Mm. and because of the way the immunity changes or declines over time that means we don't you don't have much protection even if you have those first two shots i mean you have some certainly but you certainly need more so i'm most concerned about those people i'm most concerned about older individuals although uptake in that group has been overall pretty good and then people with all those pre-existing conditions that we talked about heart disease diabetes obesity cancer you know, those are all the groups that, I mean, really, the, in that sense, the message hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, the, thing that, the thing that has changed is just yesterday, it, they basically announced that there are two more boosters that will be available that are more effective or designed for both the original strain and the, the Omnicon strain. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's recommended people are get, do get a second and sometimes a third booster. Mm-hmm. But now the hope is that these specific vaccines will be more effective for the current strains. Okay. Why should we trust what shouldn't be trusted? I think that, you know, we talked earlier about the medical field and the scientific community experimenting on black people, mm-hmm. Tuskegee experiment, and so many other ones over the history of our sojourn in America. And so, you know, a lot of times it's very, very, you know, trust is important in any relationship and in, in any community. And the government has not always hasn't been forthcoming and most trustworthy to suggest that everyone should take a booster shot at the same time is suggesting that the effectiveness is going to be more beneficial for the entire society. I've never seen a medication given to the masses of the people where it was effective in that way. I've never seen that whatsoever because everybody's different. And I don't think that we should just line up like guinea pigs and, and without all the facts and all the information, because there are evidence that suggests that the, the continuation of these booster shots are also affecting your immune system and having adverse effects. And they said just giving a people, you know, we have a natural immune system. 
And the reason why we escaped over the thousands and thousands and thousands of years is because of our natural immune system. At what point in time are we going to pivot to focus on taking vitamin D, and taking vitamin so, C, and, and if, doing go things ahead, go ahead, we do? 30 so seconds. I mean, I'm going to disagree with you on a couple things. Okay, 15 seconds. So, one being that we survived thousands and thousands of years. Yes, of course, we've survived for millennia. But if you go back 100 years ago, what killed most people? It was infectious conditions. No. And one of the, and then the things that changed that were partly vaccinations. That didn't kill most people 100 years ago. That killed some people Okay, well, let me ago. say this. Because I only have 30 seconds, we don't have time to argue the point. But what I do want to say is people have a choice. Yes, you know, you have a choice. If you have a doctor, go to your doctor. Yeah, Make absolutely. sure that you have a conversation with your healthcare professional about what is best for you yeah. and have more chance to respond to you now. Well, I and didn't one even know. One of the things I would say is they recommend everybody get, get vaccinated for tetanus and measles. There's but those like vaccinations were effective. The COVID doesn't. Everyone that takes the shot still get COVID and still transmit it. And there are a lot of diseases that are now huh. blood clots and a lot of things that are co- happening as a result For of me? people taking these shots. And this is still an exp- uh, experimental authorization. And you can't sue. And if people have taken this, it just dropped dead. I, I want to start actually for a minute with Tuskegee. You brought it up. And I knew the person at CDC um, who helped take care of the, the men who were part of Tuskegee. And it wasn't, I don't like the word Tuskegee experiment because nobody gave them syphilis. They didn't treat them, but it's not quite the same as if they gave them an experimental drug. But even those men believed that they were contributing to society, and that was part of why they, they participated in the research. And um, Bill Jenkins, who was the person who, you know, was kind of in charge of sort of providing services to that court over time, always talked about the fact that the changes that he saw at CDC, and he was one of the people who helped bring that story to light with the New York Times, as well as the contribution that those men believed that they still made. And the biggest contribution that they made was the institution of more regulations for people who do human subjects research, including people like myself. There's, and I don't even give people drugs or vaccines, right? But there's all so kinds the of regulations that we need to so follow. The ra- so, the and, and there, so what you was listening to was an interview I did at on 1580 KBLA talk radio station owned by uh, Tyler Smiley. It was called The Backstage uh, with Shay Duffy and um, she interviewed me and a young lady who was an epidemiologist, a doctor. We was discussing was after the lockup and we you know, we had a robust conversation about what we did during, you know, the locked up during the pandemic. There are a lot of reasons why we uh, should be skeptical and that we shouldn't just trust blindly and be guinea pigs for a society that has, you know, systemic racism and oppression. So I just don't think that is wise to just subject ourselves to just a total disarray of other viewpoints and other possibilities that might uh, be more informative as we make a a decision what's best uh, for ourselves and our family and so forth. I don't think you should trust blindly and I don't think that you should just be a guinea pig and I don't think you should believe everything that a person tell you and I'm not saying you just should believe me. I'm not saying you should just believe that I'm right and my point of view is right. What I'm saying is get out there and do your own research, make your own decision, but you should at least, you know, not blindly do anything. And so that's my point.
And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, trust is earned, not given. What tips do you have to tell my audience how to stay healthy and beautiful at the same time? <laughs> Love to just want to own the spot, don't you? I sure do. Well, my tips is to stay healthy, you have to be mindful of what you consume. The consumption of what you consume is the product of what you are. So, meaning in TV, music, what you put in your mouth. Um, I do a lot of juicing. Um, I choose sometimes. Well, I do a lot of juicing, but majority of the time I choose what I eat. Um, On the weekends, I'll eat what I want to eat except beef and pork. And I drink what I want to drink except other things. But to stay healthy, you got to be mindful of what you consume. All the way around. All the way, all the way around. So, what else can you share in the way of, you know, taking care of your skin, uh, maintaining your well, that's, body? That's, that's give and take. I mean, whatever you internalize, it comes out external. So, if you're taking care of your internal, it comes out external. But are there products? Or, I mean, how often should well, a person my, oil down their body? Oh, down? I do. Well, I have a ritual, as you say. I've been having this ritual that you yeah. have. That's seen. why your skin looks so rejuvenated. <laughs> so, share this ritual. <laughs> well, well, you should uh, send me an invoice. Well, I'm going to send you an invoice, but I'm going to give you this little tip. What you internalize is which is, is going to manifest um, externally. So, what I've used on my face, which is nothing simple but black soap and shea butter. I've been using it for years on my face and I drink a lot of water. Water is the key. Water is the key to flush out all that out of your system and if you keep it there it's gonna it's gonna manifest somewhere. And I've I've learned that over the years. So I drink a lot of water, but my beauty regimen is um, wash my face with black soap twice sometimes three, four times a day, and I moisturize it with shea butter. Okay, but well, that's your face. Now, what about your body? Well, I have a, oh, I don't <laughs> even know what all I have on, but I have maybe like 10 things that I moisturize, moisturize with. I actually buy 10 different items, sometimes more than that, and I get my own containers and I make my own concoction. And I just, you know, every time I take a fresh or take a bath or whatever you want to call it, I moisturize, moisture, moisturize, moisturize. So, so moisturize. this is a daily thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you are doing it daily. <laughs> I hope it is. This is a, a day. I've been doing it for years. I mean, your, your, your skin always looks so vibrant, refreshing. Oh, thank you, thank you, electric, Hudson. smooth. Ooh. I mean, effervescent, vibration. Yes, but this has been a ritual. Of mine for years. For years. For years. Yeah, I oftentimes watch uh, this ritual. Uh, it's a thing of beauty. It's a yeah. thing, you know, it's art in motion. It is. I agree. I agree. I put my music on. I take my bath. My music. I've, I've even done it with my, my grandchildren. I, I have them in the bath. They be like, Gigi, music. I go in there and I get the music and we play music. Um, while we are um, cleansing ourselves, we take a bath, mm-hmm. we play music, and 
good, nice soap. I do majority of my stuff is natural. Majority yeah. of my yeah. stuff, my two face is natural. Mm-hmm. My soaps are natural. Mm-hmm. Um, my hair, I, I spray my hair today with rose water. Rose water is really good. Yeah, you do oil. use oils. I do. I use a lot of oils and natural scents. Yeah, essential oils. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're smelling good right now. Don't worry. Well, tell my audience about. <laughs> um, your weightlifting and working oh, out. Oh man, regimen, I have a great now. trainer though, Gwen Malone. She, um, I met her about two years ago. Oh, oh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your body was looking. I know that. Yes. Before Gwen, and that's because I was the coach. Of course, I'm not <laughs> going to take anything that from you. Yes, you transformed, transformed my body. Um, I was, a, I'm, I'm still an advocate workout person because I think that working out, well, not for for everybody, but workout for me is therapy. You know, that's my therapy. That's how I sit on the couches. Um, I clean out my endorphins by working out. Mm. But before that, you were. Won't get my no motiva- complaints from me. <laughs> you were my motivation. We had a ritual that we usually do on Sundays. Uh, we call it Family Sunday uh, workouts. We've mm. been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. But I do work out five days a week, sometimes six. Um, and people say, How do you do that? You do all this. Well, you make time for whatever you want to make time for. I sometimes get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yes, you do. <laughs> to get up and go get it. I get up and I go get it and I go and get my peace. And I come back and work, wake everybody up. Good morning, good morning. It does something different to me. But I've been doing it for, I mean, I've been doing it for years. This yes, is something that if I don't do it, I do feel guilty. And I didn't understand when people used to tell me that a long time ago, maybe like 20 years ago. If I don't do this, I feel guilty. I used to look at people like, are you nuts? But now I'm the nut. Because <laughs> if I don't do it, I feel a certain type of way. And mm. you have to find something that you like to do. Yes, you do. You have to find something that you like to do that will push you forward in life, that, that help your life yeah. prolong longer than what you projected to be. Yeah, when you when you work out, you just don't work out. You do that hit. Yeah, I go intensity hard. Training. Yes, I do, and it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, you hurting, you're sweating, your your muscles are burning. You know, that's the kind of workouts you do. You just ain't out there looking no. cute working out. No, I sure don't. No, you get no, in the grind. Sometimes people don't even recognize me outside the gym because I don't go in there. It's okay for others, but that's not for me. I don't go in there beautified basically my my beauty come from within it's a magnet i can go in there with a beanie on big old clothes it doesn't matter it's a magnet you know so i go in there and i go in there and i get it and i go home and start my day yes you do yes you do a total inspiration i know for our family i know for me personally she's the hardest worker i know you welcome. You welcome. You welcome. Thank you. Yeah, well, I thank you for sharing you with welcome. Malik's bookshelf audience uh, some of your tips and inspiration and motivation. Um, someone is going to be blessed Absolutely. by hearing this, and life is going to be changed. You're welcome in advance. Yes, yes. And I didn't get like this overnight. This was a whole process of mind changing did not get like this overnight this book is a book of beautiful stories thank you again secret weapon you're welcome
for this segment is a book written by Timothy Fields and Shireen Brown. Let me give you a little background about Timothy Fields. He's a graduate of Morehouse College and is a senior associate dean of admissions at Emory University. Now, Shireen Brown is a graduate of Wesleyan University and the founder of the Chief Education Office of Strategic Admissions Advice, an educational consulting company specializing in the creation of college counseling curriculum and in charter schools and school districts, online essay courses, and personalized college advice coaching. So these two came together and they have over 20 years of experience in college counseling as a dean or as an admissions and so they collaborated together and they came up with a new book called The Black Family Guide to College Admissions, a conversation about education, parenting, and race. Now, why is a book like this so important? And it's because there is two different realities in America in a lack of education and disparity. So the underserved aspects of America need to be pushed and guided a little different than mainstream. So these brothers, instead of complaining about what's taking place in America, they're trying to do something about it to help black families to go to college. So their new book, The Black Family's Guide to College Admissions, a conversation about education, parenting, and race is simply trying to find to help parents finding the right college which could be challenging for all students but black families face additional concerns while navigating in this process in the black family's guide to college admissions veteran admissions expert timothy fields and shereen brown highlights how the social justice movement amplifies distinctions between historical black colleges and universities and prominent white institutions in which college choices may be the best for black students. Now, since Timothy and Shereen has worked on both sides of the desk as school counselors and as college admissions gatekeepers, they are well equipped to give parents, students, and school counselors the information needed to navigate the admissions journey. So this is why this book is so important because they have over 20 something years experience. And as I always say, experience is the best teacher. Now these two collaborate, giving out information that can help transform the next generation. College is very expensive and you don't have the funds to just play around from one school to another. Know what is the best college for you before you go in the book the black family's guide to college admissions is the book that can help you make the right decision whether hbcu school is the most appropriate for what you want to be in life or going to a predominantly white institution i myself went to usc a private mainstream white institution i have my degree hey i went there because i wanted to run track and field and I wanted to be part of a legacy because at that time when I went to college USC was a powerhouse in track and field so everybody's different 
Everybody's different. HBCUs are not a school of choice for everyone. And certainly a white predominant institution is not a choice for everyone. So you really got to know the type of environment you want to be in and what your goals are in life. Now, there are values in all of these institutions. So this book, The Black Family's Guide to College Admissions, is a book to help you have the kind of conversation about education, parenting, and race. So pick up your copy at MalikBooks.com or wherever books are sold. events coming up at Malik's that I want to inform my audience about. Come out and meet the After Live Wednesday, September 7th at 5 p.m. We got Black Family Guide to the College Admission. We got Timothy Fields and Shereen Brown coming through Malik Books September 7th at 5 p.m. So come through. They're going to be discussing their book, The Black Family Guide to College Admissions. We have an event with Will Jawando. He's a councilman. And that event is September 15th, Thursday at 6 o'clock. Just go to MalikBooks.com and the link to RSVB for that event. We also have a, a big virtual event with Renee Watson. Now she's an author, did over probably uh, wrote over 20 books. Uh, she specialized in young adults and in, in our young. And I'm going to be doing an interview with her, Renee Watson, a virtual event on Thursday, September 22nd at 4 p.m. It's a virtual event. So go to MalikBooks.com and register for that event. The two new books coming out by her is Maya Song and Ways to Share Joy. Two books coming out in one week. So you want to definitely chime in to this virtual event I'm having with Renee Watson. And we also have an event coming up October 1st, a new book that's coming out called Black Hollywood by Sherelle August. He reimagined, you know, some of the most historic and classic films like Carrie, um, like Lady Sings the Blue, and she, he put modern actors and photographed them. So this is an event on October 1st. It's a private event. You got an RSVP, but it's free. Drinks and entertainment included. Confirm celebrities that's going to be in, in attendance is Kelly Stewart, Neil Brown Jr., Wesley Jonathan, Kelsey Scott, Kylie Pratt, and Nadine Elson. All are confirmed guests and, and more to be announced this is October 1st. Go to MalikBooks.com and RSVP for the Black Hollywood launch party featuring a new book out called Black Hollywood by Sherelle August. The next event I want to announce is by Kiaris Rogers, the CEO of Flexing in My Complexion. Kiaris Rogers' new book, Shine Bright, is going to be at Malik Books, October 8th at 3 o'clock. Saturday, October 8th, 3 o'clock. Kiaris Rogers at Malik Books, autographing Shine Bright, New book for children addressing the beauty within, no matter what complexion or skin color, shine bright, come through. Now, Malik's has three promotional books that you can get autographed exclusively only at Malik Books. Cooking from the Spirit, easy, delicious, and joyful plant-based inspiration by Tabitha Brown. The next book, Unbothered, The Power of Choosing Joy by Omarion. And the next book, Marriage Be Hard, 12 Conversations to Keep You Laughing, Loving, and Learning with Your Partners by Kevin and Melissa Fredericks, also known as Kevin Stage and, and Mrs. Stage. So those three books you can get exclusive autograph 
from Malik Books. You just got to go to MalikBooks.com and order the books and we'll ship it out to you. They're coming out in September and tablets are coming out in October. So go to MalikBooks.com to get your exclusive autographed copy of these three books. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.